0: Boom. Good morning, everybody. Good it's morning. Monday morning, and we did not record yesterday morning because what? Well, we were tired, weren't we? Is that why?
1: Yes, we were tired, and we stayed up late in a little celebration.
0: Oh yeah, Saturday night we Should we, we, we all stayed up away? late. Um, well, Saturday. Well, so you guys know, last week was the election, and um, <clears throat> and this is the see where it goes podcast. Oh, let me just throw that in there. Um, yeah, so last week was the election. Uh, so that drug on all week long. And then Saturday morning, I had an art show down at a place called Cafe Cotidiano, which is a coffee house that's connected with the Mennonite Church. And it was started by the family pastor there. Her name is Katie. And um, they support families who are seeking asylum here in San Antonio, Texas. And um, so I sold seven paintings Saturday morning, seven well of my small paintings. Very good. And I donated a third of that to Cafe Cotidiano, and um, yeah, so that was really fun. And then I was just really tired after getting back, so because we were going to do the podcast on Saturday night, and of course, you know, while we were at, while I was at Cafe Cotidiano the uh, election results were announced. And so that night, Brian was sitting out with some neighbors and uh, they were having a little celebratory-
1: Yeah, we were,
0: Chat around the fire. And I I chose to stay inside because I'd actually visited with those same people.
1: Yeah, That morning
0: at the art show and I was kind of talked out because I had talked so much.
1: And if you're listening and- and That morning. And Biden was not your choice. our condolences. I hope you could still listen in.
0: Yes, our condolences. I'm. I don't. I don't uh, hate Trump supporters or try to distance myself from them or anything like that. I really try to be a unifying person and try to understand other people's beliefs and opinions and thoughts. And I understand there are many different reasons why we vote the way we vote, and that's our right as an American citizen. So
1: you know that guy uh, on CNN who did them had the magic wall. They all had magic walls for the election.
0: What's a magic wall? You know
1: they touch the wall, they get results. They look at counties. Chuck Todd had one on NBC. Oh, okay. Um, for some reason, the John King guy on, has become the celebrity in Ireland for his wall. I, I wonder why Why him of all. So
0: who is John King? Oh,
1: he's the CNN guy who was touching the wall and moving so him around. So
0: CNN has a channel in Ireland? They must,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. I'm wondering okay. if that's why he's so popular. I just noticed that on the news. Oh, okay. There, it's kind of related. So, do you to,
0: watch that on? It's kind of related to on some election. television channel or YouTube or how do you I catch think the we Irish had a, news? I
1: think CNN was. I think CNN in the late eighties was a channel we could get.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. This
1: is CNN. Yeah,
0: because the United States likes to export its uh, movies and television yeah. shows. Yeah, we were watching. Go oh, ahead. No, no, no. I'm interrupting. We were watching a documentary. Have you guys ever watched the show, Everybody Loves Raymond? It was written by the man named Phil Rosenthal, who's really funny and who also has a show on Netflix right now called Somebody Feed Phil, which I'm a huge fan of. But anyway, Sony, who produced um, Everybody Loves Raymond, they wanted him to sell it to Russia. So anyway, it's on Amazon Prime and it's really funny how TV works in other countries but I did not know that we were such big exporters of right. all of our stuff. So I guess we've been doing that for a long time.
1: So um, CNN's paid for a paid-for channel. Though. You have to pay for it here. So I don't know. I'll have to dig into it. It was oh, on the okay. front page of the news this morning.
0: Interesting. <coughs> very interesting.
1: Anyway, that was kind of a side-winder. Actually, it's wider. not
0: that in- No, it is interesting. I'm just teasing.
1: I know. It's very specific to Anyway, mm-hmm. what were you saying? What, did you? Did I cut you off?
0: No, you didn't cut me off.
1: Do you know what I realized last week was last two times that um, when I listened back to the conversation, I realized how much of it I miss because I'm not listening. I'm I'm more aware of either what I'm gonna say or or when I'm saying something how people might react.
0: See, Brian is a, he is a daydreamer, yes. and he is a uh, okay. So this is funny. When we got married, I don't think I ever noticed this when we were dating, but once we got married, I would all of a sudden I would just see Brian start to fidget and kind of make these little jerky movements and his head would kind of be moving and his mouth would be moving and I was like, "What is going on?" I would be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah and he's always like rehearsing these imaginary scenarios and he's acting them and out.
1: Usually, is it in the car?
0: Well, you do it in the car. Like if you feel like someone cuts you off in traffic, he goes through these elaborate yeah. fantasies of like getting into an altercation or even into a physical fight.
1: It's like Walter Mitty, you know him? Walter The Secret Life of Walter oh, Mitty. Oh yeah. He does he did that. It was a uh,
0: Oh my and God. it's not even like
1: I'd want to get into an altercation, but I'd get into these places where I'm, I'm, where this guy was, and, and I just create this scene, and it's like, uh, and I'm moving around the car and jolting like while we're throwing punches at each other. Yeah, it's very odd. It's anyway,
0: very odd. What, uh, I uh, well, you're an artist. You're you're always yeah. thinking and making up stuff. Uh,
1: so anyway, I w- I was listening to ourselves in the, in the grocery store, and it was very frustrating because it's like, can you just Finish a thought like I I start on a thought, but I won't finish it because I'm like, oh, if I say this, or well, then maybe someone thinks that, and it's I'm I, I am I like that in conversation in a larger gathering of people?
0: I think that usually when you were giving a sermon, everything was really well thought out, and you didn't cut yourself off because you had time had to control like control
1: of the material too.
0: Right, but then when you had less time. I think you just want to know, like, what is the person going to think? And if I say that, maybe they'll think differently about me. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think I do that, too.
1: Sometimes when I give a sermon, I'd say a certain piece that was, in, might be slightly incendiary. And I'd catch, i catch someone's eye, and it's like, <laughs> I wonder how they're going to respond. Oh, really? And then I'd find out later, they're like, we love that you said that. So, like, anyway, yeah. the point being that two, two things, like, I need to listen. I'm aware of my lack of listening mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm as I listen to myself and get frustrated and then it'd be nice if I could finish a thought yeah and like oh, 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 you know like this, this stuttering I'm not because I don't have a stutter anyway what, was, what do you want to talk about now
0: well I think we should finish a few there were a few <laughs> stories that I wanted to tell that I didn't get to tell in the Excuse last me. podcast yes continuing on the ni- the wild 90s sure okay so we were talking about drinking and drinking and driving. Are you leaving?
1: No, I'm making a Brian it just stood up. Okay, I'm back, sorry.
0: Okay, so we were... So yeah, I was going to tell the story about my friend, Jackie, and myself. We had been out drinking that night. We had gone out with the mob from sh- in Chicago. I worked at a restaurant that was uh, connected, I guess you would say. And it was connected to a couple of uh, well-known... Mobsters, and I'm not going to say their names because I don't want them to come after me.
1: Are they still alive, Um, you think?
0: Probably. I think they're both still alive. Actually, one of them is in a mob book, and you can look him up. And um, I would wait on him at lunchtime, and at lunchtime, I would wait on him with his wife, and then at dinner, I would wait on him with his mistress, and sometimes his bodyguard who had a gun. And um actually had two body he had two different bodyguards. You know
1: behind these if your mistress was your bodyguard, that would that would be the best way to go.
0: Well, maybe. Okay, maybe. Go ahead. you have to but he may not want like a really tough girlfriend.
1: <laughs> Just saying it was. You save know?
0: You. <laughs> um so anyway, my friend Jackie and I, we would go, we went out to this Italian restaurant with these guys. Um Actually, I am going to say their names. They're never going to hear this.
1: You're right. Don't just, not don't, we're like not leaving our address here. not like people
0: don't know who they are because everybody knows who they are. Yes. So one of the guys, his, and this guy, I can't find his last name. I don't know his real name, but we called him uh, Richie Absolute. Oh. Or Richie
1: A. Did he drink Absolute? Why was he Yeah, he, dr- he okay. drank Absolute okay.
0: Vodka. And he was little old guy. I mean, just probably in his 70s. And then there was Captain D, and Captain D was like, super well put together he wore really nice suits he had really white hair that he combed back and then he put like product like hairspray or something in it and his finger they all got manicures they all their all their nails looked really great and then there was tommy and i forget what tommy's last name was and um actually the other two mobsters we didn't actually go out with them we just waited on them they were like more like the bosses or whatever but these other three guys we would go out with so we had gone out with them to the sister restaurant called carmine's and we'd gone out there and you know we'd been drinking quite Mm a bit I'm probably not like a ton but whatever we drove home and um we get out of the car and i lived in wrigleyville in chicago which is the neighborhood where wrigley stadium is and um it was winter time and I had on a swing coat and I didn't have on a scarf or gloves. It wasn't that cold. It was probably like maybe 40 degrees or something like that because I don't remember being freezing cold. It was just like a little nippy and it was, I don't, I'm not sure what time it was, maybe 11, 12, 12 o'clock. Anyway, so Jackie and I get out of the car and we're walking, we're crossing the streets. we're going into my apartment building And, um, this guy walks up to us and he has on a, I don't know if his face was covered or not. I don't remember, but he had on like a a hat, like a winter hat and he was holding a gun and he holds the gun up to us. And he says, just like in a movie, give me all your money. And, um, I said to him and I said, well, I have money here. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Give me one second. Yummy. Oh, no. Um, so anyway, I said, we've been out and I said, I have money, but I'm not sure what pocket it's in. So I go into, I said, I'm going to check my coat pockets. I'm going to see if my money's in there. So I check in my coat pockets and I said, my money's not in there. So I take off my coat for some weird reason, and I hand it to the mugger, and I say, can you hold this for me? Yeah. And he says yes. So now he's holding he's my pointed, coat. He's pointing
1: the gun at both of you. At
0: the, in my memory, Jackie. That's one of you. I have to ask Jackie's version to see what her memory is, because you know you can get your mem- your memory gets weird over time. But in my version, he's pointing the gun towards me more so she's standing to my right so now he's holding a gun and a coat Mm. and um so and then i tell him i said now i'm going to check my front pockets so i go into the front pockets of my jeans and i said it's not there go into the back and i said it's in my back pocket so i hand it to him and he says thank you and i said you're welcome And so then I look at Jackie and I said, uh, I either said, give him your money or give him your purse. I forget. Oh, I think I said, I don't remember, but I said, give him your money. And she said, I don't have any money. And I said, yes, you do. And she said, well, I'll give you my money, but I'm not giving you my purse. She said, do you know how long it takes to stand in line and get a new driver's license? (laughs) (laughs) And the guy is still standing there. Does he
1: smile at all at any of this?
0: I don't think he's smiling. I want to say that his face is covered. Yeah. But I can't remember. I think his face is covered because I don't really have a memory of his face at all. And so anyway... Jackie gets her money out and she gives it to the mugger and then he hands me back my coat and I believe he said thank you again and we said you're welcome. (laughs) I don't remember but it was really crazy and then we go, he walks away, we go into the building and it was all very calm and then if my memory serves me correctly, I think that's when Jackie started getting emotional. Because yeah. you know that's a pr- it's sure, a pretty yeah. scary thing and I think maybe I got a little bit emotional too and we I think we called the cops. Well,
1: didn't he say um before you walked in he's like any chance we could sleep together?
0: Oh, that's right. so we get we cross the street because I think he had mugged us. We weren't quite at our front door yet. So by the time we walk to our front door, he walks back up to us. He's put the gun away. It's not in sight at this point. And yeah. he said, excuse me. He said, I just wanted to know, Yeah, could I have sex with the two of you? Yeah. And we said, no, you cannot.
1: You're outside your front door at this point?
0: We are right in front do of the front door. Do you have the key door. in the door yet? No, I do not. I know there's not. a lot of
1: details. Well, he... because
0: my apartment was literally yeah. to my left. I was yeah. on the first floor. In the front, the window oh, we were shoot. standing in front of is my apartment. Of course, now he wouldn't know that. Uh, but he literally, I yeah. was right there. He could have he made just us... just
1: pulled a gun on you and said, get in there, right?
0: He totally Thank could God have. God he didn't. Um, but anyway, that was the only time I was ever a victim of any type of crime during the 90s. And uh, that was before... You and I met.
1: And yeah, that's 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 crazy. I don't have because Jack and I went out. Compare to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, but thankfully nothing nothing bad happened. But I wanted to. I was going to share that story. Oh yeah, in the last, last one. time. And uh, I have two more stories to share, but I will. Let's take turns.
1: Well, I don't know if I can share another story because I can't <coughs> compete with that one. So share a less um, traumatic story.
0: Well, wait a minute. You had a story. We were going to talk. We we. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, but the buggers?
0: In the last podcast, do you guys remember, if you listened, that Brian shared a story about how he would shave in his brother's living room?
1: Hang on a sec. Google's listening here. And then
0: he off. would take off the top of the razor, the and then shot. he would blow the, blow the hair out onto the living room floor. Yeah. So anyway, this morning I had a memory that came back to me because, you know, I was a terrible roommate when I was at college at Texas A&M. I was a horrible roommate. I never cleaned because we were talking about cleaning, too, in the last podcast about how Brian didn't clean his apartment because he had OCD and then he cleaned it. He learned how to clean. Um, And I I didn't have OCD. I was just lazy. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't know how to clean. It's just that I didn't clean. So my roommates would get really mad at me. Um, But then that reminded me of a horrible thing that I did when I lived with my sister and her husband in Chicago. Um, because I left AM and I moved to Chicago and I did not have a bedroom and I slept on my sister's couch every night for a year and I would watch <laughs> Nick at night and watch like Patty Duke show and all this. Okay, you guys, this is a really gross story. This is like the grossest story. Yeah, so story. don't don't be eating. Don't yeah. Put down anything you're eating right now. Especially if it's, if it's green. If it's green like or like soup. a jelly Mushy cream roll soup. or something. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know if I should be telling this story. No, oh,
1: you start it till you finish.
0: Okay. But every night I would pick my boogers and I would put them underneath the couch. Yeah. Of my on the bottom of my sister's couch. Instead of getting up and getting a Kleenex or tissue, toilet paper, something else and wiping my nose on that. It was really disgusting. And I know kids do that, like put their boogers on walls and stuff. But anyway, I had already moved out and gotten my own apartment. And then Angie and Steve were moving out of that apartment. When they went to move, they found all my boogers. Oh no. From like a year's worth of dried (laughs) dried boogers. Did Did
1: they know they were yours? Yeah, of course, yeah. Of course. Which did she call you? Did she call you and say, "Hey, you forgot know, you, you left she... your boogers here"?
0: Oh my God, that's so that's that's pretty gross and terrible.
1: Hey, you want? Like wanna...
0: I would never, I never ever wipe boogers on anything. Yeah, <laughs> hey. that is so nasty.
1: That's a, you know just a just a side note here. Um, boogers means sodomize over yonder. Really? So if you're a bugger, it means you're a person who sodomizes someone.
0: No way! <laughs> so I
1: wait till after. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: So is that what you were going to share about boogers? No, no, no.
1: <laughs>
0: that is no, I've, crazy. I've taken on
1: the American term boogers, snots. Well, you, you know, schnots, we've been right?
0: married 21 years, and I still, yeah. you still enlighten me with. Well, part of, you know what why it is because
1: I'm just conscious of of that maybe you know person or two from yonder is listening you know
0: wow so that's what my, no my,
1: my translator goes off I have the sense you know the, you know what i'm saying
0: well that's like in scotland a fanny and ireland like here a fanny is your your rear end right but in ireland and in scotland your fanny is your fika you guys call it what a fika your, your
1: fika no gee
0: gee your gee which <laughs> is your... your what's a fika isn't a fika? Isn't that also?
1: I don't know. I've not heard. I which is like Google your that.
0: your coochie, your your, <laughs> your female genitalia.
1: Yes, that's so, right. So so like, don't
0: ever say fanny when you're in Scotland s- and Ireland. You know
1: those? Do you ever see those? You know what a fanny pack is, right? Mm-hmm. That's always funny. if An American tourist talks about their fanny pack.
0: Isn't that funny yeah. though?
1: How it got? It's the same word, but it got it got switched switched yeah. sides.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to look up the origin of that word and see what the original meaning was. Like it was one point in time.
1: I know someone came across in the boat, and they just they just over the time it just, it just got confused which side they were on. Exactly. Anyway,
0: well well, obviously it had to have been changed once it got over here because you the original word would have been from probably well yeah from the original ancestors because we all come from over there. Yeah. So let's hear your booger story, Brian. It,
1: was, it wasn't even a booger story. I was just in the grocery store during the week. And you know when you get out of the shower, you should really check your nose?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Things get... Well, I, I was in the grocery store and I, I realized I hadn't checked my nose and I got all nervous. But then I went to reach my nose. My mask was on. I realized that's the advantage of the mask.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. No one
1: can see up your nose. So That's you right. Could no be one can see a
0: booger. If you have a booger. If,
1: once you keep it over your nose. I just thought that was a handy well, thought.
0: Okay, so this is something I always have wondered about. If you're in a conversation with someone yeah. and they have a booger,
1: yeah, do
0: you tell them or do you not tell them? Now, if you know the person really well, you would obviously tell them, right? Because you're comfortable enough to say, hey, you have something in your nose. And I always pretend like it's a piece of lint or something. I never say like, oh, that's a booger. But... Do you tell the person because you should? I think you should definitely tell the person that they have something in their nose. It
1: depends. Uh, can I just interrupt? Otherwise How do you they spell bugger? Go... Is it b u g g e r?
0: That's bugger. Booger is b o o g e r.
1: So I think that's the word I'm talking about. Then, Which, well, I'll figure it out.
0: So, so a Cause... bugger is b u g g e r, and a booger. So, it's B-O-O-G-E-R. So
1: B-U-G-G-E-R, what's that? That's a Bugger. Name, which means what?
0: We don't use that word. We have bug. You don't you use it. You guys say bugger off. Have
1: you ever used it B-U-G-G-E-R?
0: No, I've never so used it. You, so you're word aware bugger. of the word.
1: I think that's the one that I was talking about. But
0: I've only heard that in like British comedy. That's the one
1: I'm thinking about then. Bugger off. But you're spelling it B-O-O-G-E-R. Yes. Okay, very good. Okay, anyway, so do you... Yeah, I, you, I think I... I'd be really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think I told... I'm trying to think. I did know there was a woman with one, and... Uh, I don't think I told... I think I told another woman, So would you want to tell her? I'd want to know, right?
0: Well, of course. That's you how you know. know your friends are. Right. Because if
1: you find one and you know, it's like, well, how long was it there? And then you backtrack of all the people you talked to, and, you, and it's like...
0: Right.
1: Were they really my friends? Or did it just drop down after I talked to them? Right.
0: <laughs> you right. Right.
1: These are good questions, you know.
0: They are good questions because um, these things happen.
1: I don't. The only other 90s story I was going to tell, which was my wild 90s, which uh, and it wasn't really wild. It was my one year of smoking weed.
0: Oh, you have a fabulous weed story.
1: I've got a few of them. So um, which one's the one you're thinking of?
0: Your conversion story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's connected to drugs. So was it drugs I never, or it, well, I never, see, the Holy when Ghost? I would, when I
1: would tell that story though at church i'd always i'd skip the part <laughs> i was stoned when it happened but i would tell the story well i had this dream it wasn't a dream i was completely stoned i was completely awake. i
0: wonder well weed does not have hallucinogenic properties so do yeah. you think you had weed that could have potentially been laced with something else
1: it could have been i got it it was some jamaican weed looking back it was very dangerous i bought a pack of it from a guy
0: now did you did you have any hallucinations on on all of that weed or just on other I had weed so, or on that particular weed?
1: You know, I don't remember. So, um, Excuse me. I, I was never, I, I wouldn't have had it Excuse in the me. past. I was associated with, uh, oh, you know, you if you're a weedhead, you're whatever.
0: Do you guys say weedhead or pothead? I don't know. Okay, because so I've, I've never yeah. heard anyone say weedhead.
1: Weed no, they don't say weedhead. I just made that up. I oh, think. you made it up. Okay. A stone... Anyway, but I dated this girl who, she seemed to have it together. She was a cor- corporate woman, and and then she smoked it. So I think you know, then it changed my view of like, well, maybe they're not all losers, you know. Yeah. Not, not that I well, would've.
0: no, I mean, tons of people smoke pot. And yeah. They're not losers at all.
1: Right. Well, like that's so. So I did, and then um, I had a I had a hallucination of um. That I was, uh, and I don't know if you know the story, that I was lying in a park in Washington, D.C., and I see the Washington Monument, and the girl I'm with at the time is pregnant with my kid.
0: You have never, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever well, told me this. See, this, this is great, ever. isn't
1: this a great podcast? Yes. So, this pregnant. kind of, well. Yeah. Well, it's
0: interesting that you, did you take that one seriously, but then you took the other one about Jesus seriously. But this oh, no, one no. did you this take was this one seriously too? I think I did okay, because continue so, on
1: So I look at the moon and it's and the moon has Vincent Van Gogh's face in it
0: Dude so, this was laced weed
1: Well so I say to her hey and I, I'm well she's beside me um when I'm going through this and I'm, I'm repeating it back to her Now I don't think I don't think I'm telling her that she's pregnant with my kid I think yeah. I'm just telling her we're in Washington and I see the moon and Vincent Van Gogh's face van gogh's face above the washington monument so then she tells me after she goes that's funny she goes i have two friends and um i have a good friend paul and his his uh his partner it was gay couple his partner i don't remember his name everyone says he looks like vincent van gogh and they live in washington dc we should go visit them sometime
0: that's crazy so we did visit
1: them i actually think that you did visit them we did visit them and he did look he I guess he looked like Vincent Van Gogh. But I think it was that was like wasn't that odd? Mhm. Here's what I think the concern was there. Um, if you keep going on that road that she'll get pregnant and and I I'm I glad it didn't work out like that. That would have been What do you mean? Like what if I kept dating her, what if she got pregnant? With my kid?
0: Well were you sleeping with her? Yeah. Well then that's was that a possibility. Happened. I just
1: isn't that odd though?
0: Yeah. Well, no, it's not odd that someone gets pregnant if you're having sex with them.
1: Are you bothered? I did. I didn't purposely hold that no, story back. No, I'm not. Back.
0: No, I'm not bothered by the story.
1: But that was my first one. The second one was, uh, well, I had someone. I walked in to get a hot chocolate across the street, and I got really paranoid. And. Um, there was two guys behind me it's like, they're detectives and they're, they're, they, they're on to me. They're going to they're gonna arrest me. And um, I was going to order the hot chocolate and I was afraid when I talked, it would say. Bla, 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 bla. So I just left and went back. Yeah. And I, was, I got very paranoid. That's why I stopped smoking it. But <coughs> one weed story was, that I would tell without the weed reference, was I had a lot. I was a one hitter, mm-hmm. but I was starting to smoke it almost every night where I was just trying to I think I was trying to avoid something I was trying to like I didn't really have a good direction in life stopped playing guitar I I think I'd stopped acting Um, I'd moved out on my own I think I was lonely but I didn't I was so restless to have my own place and to reach the American dream that and and I, I had a great roommate in my sister Colleen and then but I left you know and it's like youngest of eight kids and you're with kids you're with people all your life and you're so excited to leave but i think i was lonely you know because i wouldn't admit it that but anyway so i started smoking i got really stoned i'm lying there and i could feel this evil in the room that almost wanted to kill me so i'm lying in the bed but do
0: you think that now do you think that's really
1: well no let's analyze after
0: all right analyze after okay
1: so uh we I um I felt this evil. I felt I had to consciously breathe, like the subconscious breathing that you normally do. I had to consciously breathe. I was going to die, and I remember saying, "Good spirit, please help." But that's that's my reference, good spirit. Mm-hmm. So I I was um, I probably stopped going to mass at that point. I I would have believed in God, but anyway. Um, so when I after I say that, um, I'm standing on this edge of this island, or edge of this whatever beach, and I'm, there's all these people behind me and they're all drinking and smoking and have a good time and i'm i'm looking for more and i look across and i see this beautiful island it's tropical and I can, I can i have this eagle eye where i can see it close up and i can see the leaves and i can almost smell it and taste it and feel the humidity and it's, it's a place i want to be so jesus comes up on the boat or i would say probably robert powell remember he's the guy who played jesus
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because uh, that's my reference point right so he comes up because if you want to get to that island you got to come with me now there's these demonic forces skimming the water taunting me making it clear i can't swim across because they're going to get me so i get in the boat with him and i hold his cloak and i said i'm scared he goes just stay in the boat with me you'll be fine so that's it so then soon either i don't know the timing of it though it's either before or after where i have a conversion experience where i pick up a tract downtown in 96 in chicago and i read the prayer on the back and it says God, I'm sorry, I sinned. Um, forgive me. I, I believe Jesus died for my sin, and I break down crying, and, the, and then and I go into I go into the live the kitchen, and I hear a voice saying, "It's welcome back, son. It's so good to have you back." And that begins my my religious conversion. Mm-hmm. So when then later I come across one of my favorite verses, which is John fourteen six, which is, um, no man comes to the Father but through me. And then that, that dream made sense, that that stoner dream. So that's the story I would tell. Of course, I wouldn't... It's a
0: weird rule what's that weird God rule? has. No one comes to the Father but through me. Like, why? Why set up such a system?
1: Can I... Do you want an answer to that? Is that a rhetorical no, question? No, just Oh, you don't very want an answer? Bizarre, just a rhetorical question, okay. Because
0: that's like the whole premise of Christianity, that if you don't enter in this particular way,
1: do you want to you're get, so, out. Can I, can I try an answer or no?
0: No, continue with your okay, story. Okay,
1: okay. So anyway, um, that's my weed story. And then um kept smoking it. I don't think I had any other strange... Um, not strange, but that that was definitely the most vivid one, you know, that I could see. Yeah. What I did appreciate about... I remember staring at a plant for probably... 15 minutes so I have mm-hmm. ADHD and maybe I've always had it so when I can get into a book which is rare I, I mean I, I not I do get into books but it's a struggle and I have to put effort in but when I am in the flow it feels great mm-hmm. and I did feel that one of the one of the disadvantages was paranoia and just you burning up a lot of hours that I could mm-hmm. use something else but one advantage was focus and concentration like there is something you notice nature more like you can focus on it and I had one more story and I forgot what it was now about, about that. Oh, I uh, I got in the car one night when I was pretty stoned
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm driving down um, Beverly Avenue in, in on the south side of Chicago or going on it. And then I, I think I'm in South Africa, which is funny because I, I didn't. I I don't even think I might have met a guy from South Africa when I was mm-hmm. in London. But anyway, I was like, am I in South Africa? Like, I actually forgot where I was until I hit 111th Street. Remember, I was in Chicago. Then I'm on I'm on 95th Street in a, in a rough neighborhood about to get into Dan Ryan, and my wallet's right here, and this guy st- leans into the window and goes, "You got any money?" I said, "I don't." He goes, "I can see your wallet right there. I could have grabbed it and I hit the accelerator, and he kind of flies off." He's all right. So
0: that's a real story. That's
1: a real story, yeah. But like I I think if I had have been sober, I wouldn't have had my stupid wallet right beside me in the in the
0: right. But he reached in to try and no, take it. No, You sa- thought he might. No,
1: he said he goes. Do you have any money? I said I don't. He goes, "Come on, man! I, I could your wallet's right there. I could have grabbed it." And as soon as he said it, I hit the accelerator.
0: Well, there's some of these so thieves. It's fun having this podcast because it's no fun. No, I said it is fun having this podcast because you now, this is the second story. Yeah, that I don't know about you.
1: I think when you get rolling on stories, you just yeah. keep going. That's that's yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> You know what's interesting though, that he was like that thief who stole your money, but then mm-hmm. he asked if he could have sex and you said no and he said walked away. Like this yeah. guy too, he was trying to make the point, like, hey, I could have grabbed your wallet. Yeah. But once he said it like, I took off and I think he you know, he kind of
0: Well at least it was at least he <coughs> he asked. I, I mean it was nice of him, yeah. He asked if he could but I was, have I, mean, I might have just you picked, had money. So did you have money or did you not have money? I don't remember. Did you just I just like probably back card? in
1: ninety six I would have had cash. I mean I don't have cash. Right. I don't carry cash in it at all. Most a lot of people don't, but at the time I would have. But yeah. but I drove all the way to the north side of Chicago by the Aragon on Lawrence Street.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, stone. That's that'll be my. That's one of my concerns about legalizing it. Is that just? Are we going to be careful around? Is it one more substance? Oh
0: honey, let me tell you, people drink and drive like.
1: Oh, is what I mean. Yeah,
0: crazy. You, so might if you have any be a, Concern about pot.
1: You might be a better drinker. No, I get it. You might actually be in more in control of the car i don't I have no idea my point is it's one more substance yeah. to control i waited from.
0: tables for nine years and i can tell you people left our restaurant blitzed yeah. out of their mind and they drove probably like 15 20 people a night yeah and i see people even now if you go if we go to a pub yeah you and i sit and we'll have two beers people around us We're I'll see more. round after round after round be delivered to their table and these are these are beers that are like 7%, 8%, 10%, 14% alcohol. and these people get up and they all go get in their cars because there's very little pub- people aren't most people aren't taking buses in San Antonio.
1: Yeah. That's so, a, it is a bigger problem. Well, okay,
0: to give them the benefit of the doubt, they could be taking Ubers. But let's right. put it this way. The parking lot is jam-packed right. with cars.
1: I'm surprised the cops don't just sit out there. I think they do. I've seen them. That one I mean, place we were at last week, that I saw a Belgian beer 14%. Yeah.
0: And when we went That's to, insane. Yeah. It's crazy. And pot, now you shouldn't drink under the influence of anything. Yeah. I'm not defending pot by any means. But what I'm saying is pot...
1: You mean drive. You don't you shouldn't drive drive. okay.
0: Right. Driving under the you shouldn't drive under the influence and but if that's a person's reason for not legalizing it, I mean we already have a a very legal substance that people abuse every single day and Right. No one you know, and it's like I just don't understand how people think that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's not. I wonder if there is are Oh, and that
0: leads into my, my other story I was going to share. Yeah. About driving under the influence. Right. So this is another story about... Do
1: you want to get closer to the microphone? Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: So my friend Jackie and I... This is another story where we got into a bit of a thing, a scrape. Um, so I was waiting tables that night at Centro. And Jackie was waiting for me at the bar she had been drinking but she was just like sipping on like a drink or two maybe if that over the span of like three hours so anyway i got off work and i had um i think i had one or two beers while i was checking out it was like a light beer like a miller Lite or something like that which is disgusting i would never drink miller light now but that was the time before craft beer existed Um. So anyway, then we went to a tapas bar called Cafe Aberico. and we had food and we ordered a bottle of wine and we were there with probably four or five other people and who were sharing the wine with us. So we weren't drinking the wine by ourselves. And then we leave there and we go to our friend's bar called Lucille's, which I think was on Southport, maybe.
1: Lucy I remember that
0: and so I think it was our friend Cliff and I forget who the other owner was but it was getting close to closing time because when we came in he gave us plastic cups to put our drinks in yeah instead of like a regular drink drink glass because he kept pouring drinks for us and then so basically I, I didn't really have a gauge on what I was drinking that evening you know what I mean yeah um it didn't seem like I was drinking a lot, but I guess, you know, it, it had really added up. And then so when we went to leave Lucille's, I said to Jackie, I said, well, I think I should probably drive because I've been drinking less than you and for less time. Which I guess logically maybe made sense, but my alcohol had not kicked in yet. I didn't feel it. But as soon as I got into the car, it really, Yeah. you know, started to... Uh, Click in, and we were on. I think we were on Clark Street in Lincoln Park. Oh, maybe that's where Lucille's was. I forget I'm what, one where, on, where it in was Denver,
1: in Denver. In um, I was confusing it with the one in Littleton.
0: There's a Lucille's in Littleton.
1: Cajun place, yeah.
0: Oh, completely different. Okay.
1: Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I'm t- I'm sorry. I'm trying to order a coffee.
0: You're ordering a coffee? Oh, from Finn? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Did you want one?
0: No, I'm good. Okay.
1: Babe. Sorry. That's why I'm texting.
0: Oh, okay so um so basically anyway we i run a stop sign on clark street and so i get pulled over by the cops and so not only was i intoxicated but i also did not have a driver's license and i did not have my ticket because i had gotten a ticket like a month prior to that for running a red light and i wasn't drunk that time i was just stupid because it was like 2 a.m there was literally like an abandoned neighborhood and so I was stupid enough to think no one would be watching so I went through a red light and I got pulled over for that got a ticket my ticket was in my backpack I had gone to Lake Michigan I was laying out at Lake Michigan and I fell asleep and someone stole my backpack while I was asleep so they had the ticket in there so I had no driver's license the first no. cop had taken that. I had no ticket. So the cop says, he pulls me over, and then I proceed to tell the cop every single thing about our entire evening. That I had gotten off, that I'd had a beer, then we had gone to Cafe Abarico where I'd had some wine, that we had gone to Lucille's where I'd had some more wine, and then I told Jackie, I should be the one drinking. And then I said, and then I told him, I didn't have ID, any of this. And he just listened to the whole thing.
1: And you were just telling him, just throwing all your stuff on on the table. Everything. everything.
0: I was telling him every single thing. And um, he says to me, and well, he says to both of us, he said, this is what's going to happen. He said, we're going to, I'm going to take you into the station. He said, you're going to park the car. I'm going to take you into the station, but you are not allowed to talk. And he was—he
1: was pointing to you, pointing to me, because were you slurring your speech?
0: Yeah, well, obviously, and
1: spilling the beans, as um, we say.
0: He said, "If I have any questions, I will ask her." Yeah, Jackie. Okay. And um, do you
1: have this officer's number and name? No, <laughs> I'm no, I don't. I'm joking.
0: So anyway, so I had to. I think I parked the car. I think I had to parallel park the car. I don't know if Jackie did or if the cop did. I don't know. But anyway, Jackie, during this time, while we're parking the car and all that, she had to go to the bathroom badly. And, of course, we had been out drinking. And then, too, she was had been diagnosed with MS. Mm. And so with MS, your nerves, you know, signals get, you know, confused and all that. And so when when it's time to... Go to the bathroom you must go to the bathroom yeah so i asked the cop i said well is it okay if my friend goes in to the store here i think it was like a 7-eleven and go to the bathroom i'm like she has to go to the bathroom and she has a mess. and so he said okay he was a really nice cop so anyway she goes in she goes to the bathroom she comes out we get in the back of the cop car he drives us down to the police station i believe is on chicago avenue where I have to sit and fill out all this paperwork. And uh, Jackie sits across from me while I do that. And I don't really remember them asking me anything. Um, and then, you know, I had to go to court and all that. But I was just so grateful that, number one, I did not get a DUI. Wow. And because uh, that, that could be on your record forever. Yeah. And I had dated a guy who had a DUI. Actually, I think he had two... 2 DUIs. But um but yeah, that was just I really got lucky. You did. And I never even to this day I do not drink and drive. Like I won't even have one drink.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: If I go somewhere, like if Brian and I go on a date, he always drives. But if I go anywhere I and I and I'm driving, no alcohol. I do not do it at all.
1: Can I cheat and go back to on an 80 story I forgot to tell? Sure. Because I don't have any good... Any other 90s stories. I'm not proud of this, but it is... A, uh, I don't Stop me if I told you a story. Okay. We're walking home from 1987 or so. Or Yeah, uh, 1987. We're walking from Horshow House in Ballsbridge, near where I grew up, mm-hmm. down Marion Road, past the British Embassy to... I don't know where we were going. And I'm with a person who will remain unnamed. And he... There's a bus shelter he has, there's a brick, right? Mhm. And, and he's not proud of the story either but. He has this brick, there's a loose brick, red brick, and he tosses it across the street. It's a bit of a white street and, mm-hmm. and he, he hits the bottom of the bus shelter and it just things off it.
0: What, what kind of shelter? A bus shelter? What is that?
1: Oh, it's a shel- Oh, a bus bus yeah.
0: Oh, I thought you said a bush.
1: Bush bus, bus, sorry I might have said Bush. It's a thick plexiglass shelter. Uh-huh. Well, I hand him a second brick I said try again. What? So I'm really the one who was in trouble. So he tosses it again, and it hits it, and it shatters. What we neglected to realize was it was outside the British Embassy in 1987. And we hadn't been thinking straight. It's like we didn't put two and two together, but I think the British Embassy took it as an attack. Oh,
0: they could have. That's true. So
1: we're walking on, and the Garda Shia which is our police, pull up, and they say, "Who, who smashed the bus shelter? And we're like all plain innocent in it. In fairness, it was him and I that were the... There, and the rest were walking on. It, they mm-hmm. must have heard it, though, but we just deny it and everything, and um, they pick us up in the back of the, we call it the Black Mariah, which mm-hmm. is the paddy wagon. It's, all, it's kind of funny that, that that vehicle over here is named after Irish people, the
0: paddy wagon. Okay, so over there, is paddy a derogatory term in
1: Ireland? Um, I don't Yeah, I don't know if we would it, use it on ourselves. Would it, it be a ourselves. racist slur? No, I don't think. Paddy, I mean, a, paddy a racial or, slur. No, Patty and Mick, we use it on stuff. Thanks, Vinny.
0: So you guys will call yourself Patty and Mick and be and laugh about it and it wouldn't be I don't know, yeah. I think so, o- over
1: here we we might have said that. Like there's, there's a there's a song called Missing Units to where you're a patty or a biddy or a Mick. The biddy would be the female. female version.
0: yeah. Biddy is something you say here in, in the States. Yeah. Texas my mom Biddy, really? Yes, my mom would call my dad's ex wife Beth a biddy all the time. She would say she's a biddy.
1: Ah, uh, hang on a sec. I think I've sure. maybe I feel like I've heard She's I have one. heard that term. Maybe I've got it wrong that it's not. Interesting. Biddy, you biddy. I have heard that term outside of that song. Yeah. Um so anyway, they put us into the back of the Black Mariah, which was which was blue, I think. And then the guy who actually threw the brick is in a separate police car. They have no idea mm-hmm. that he's the one who threw it. But they just they think they ran out of room, so they stick him in the back of the um Of the car and uh, they pull us up to the British, to the outside the British embassy. But this time Mm -hmm. there's several police there. Let me just pause for a second. It was stupid. It was a stupid thing to do and an expensive thing to do or to fix. Because anyway, they pull up and uh, we're all there. They open the door and the sergeant, the head guy's there. And he goes, which one of you threw the brick? Well, the answer is mm-hmm. actually none of us, because the guy who threw us, behind be honest.
0: Oh, okay. You were just the instigator.
1: I was, though. I mean, really, I, 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 we, yeah, I was the instigator. Um, which one of you throw it? And uh, we were silent. And so, anyway, at the time, there was a place called Salt Island. It was an island off this coast, south coast of Ireland, where all the joyriders went, because joyriding was this thing, and they would catch him, and they'd stick him there and isolate them in Salt Island. And he said, we're going to send you to Salt Island and we're going to hang you like sheep. And he's all serious. He's trying to, he's like an Irish cop who watches yeah. too many American movies and we're like trying not to laugh. But um, Were you scared? I wasn't, which is interesting. I think I was, mm. I don't know if I drank too much. I was, wasn't was scared. So where we, he pulls. I wasn't
0: scared when I got mugged either.
1: So he pulls the door closed, but someone's in the back and they're crying. They're really upset, right? They, didn't, they were innocent, but they're upset. Yeah. And uh, there's a guard in the back looking at us, staring at us. And, and that night, the hour was going back or forward, whatever. And um, I'm looking at my watch. And uh, and I hear, actually, someone told me that they heard the cops say that the guy with the denim jacket was the ringleader. That was me. Yeah. Whatever it was they were picking. I think there was some arrogance in me where they were thinking, he's the ringleader. So um, I'm sitting there looking at my watch. And he goes, don't worry about the time, boy. Where you're going, time doesn't make a difference. Right. <laughs>
0: I love when you do the Irish
1: voice. <laughs> I said, "Well, I was." So just... You
0: should do the whole podcast. The whole podcast in the like Irish that. voice.
1: And uh, well, so a lot of the cops then were from the were, weren't necessarily Dubliners; they were from the country. So he would have been a guy with that <clears throat> good accent. Though. He would have made he would have made a great uh, broadcast. Do it again. on not worry about the time, boy. Where you're going, time won't make a difference. That's good. You know, and then um, I said, "Well, I was just curious if the hour went back tonight." and uh oh no that was it I got it wrong I don't have to say it again because I got it wrong I'm looking at my watch oh no no that's it don't worry about the time and I said I said oh I, I said um I was just curious if the hour was going back tonight yeah and he says it won't make a difference to your 24 hours oh and Mark well, I won't say who he is but a guy in the back called Marcus who was a funny guy said oh it won't make it 25 and then we all start bust out laughing <laughs> He wasn't happy. But anyway, they separated us, and then the guy who did it uh, admitted to it. And I think, um, I think he had to pay for the shelter. You know what though? I this might sound silly. I feel like I owe him half that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually think well, of,
0: technically, you do.
1: I'm gonna reach out to him and ask him how much it cost him. If his dad it had to pay cost for him
0: it, thou- it. Thou- it was
1: a few. So I think it was like three or four hundred pounds, which it was a lot. Of, that was a, that was at the time was eight hundred dollars. Uh, wow. In 86, so I should reach out actually and ask him, hey, did you have to pay for that? Because I mm-hmm. actually think I owe you. Would you be okay if we sent him money? Yeah. would be weird.
0: If you feel like you owe him, because I mean, you did. <laughs> now, well, but, I mean, he didn't have to throw. Was it his idea to throw the first brick?
1: Yes. And then it was
0: your idea.
1: But he missed the first time. And I said, try again. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah. He may not have thrown it. He may not have taken a second shot, right? Right,
0: he may not have.
1: If I was a good friend, I would have said, let's go, come on. Right. You missed. Right. You didn't miss it. It hit the bottom of right. it. Right. Oh, uh, I mean, well, we're yeah, doing, I mean, We can see the police. Yeah. The British police are standing outside the. Now there's a gate. There's a bush shelter, a gate, and and a bit of a lawn. And then there's the two. Literally the two, and that they're British cops. You can tell, like they don't mm-hmm. have that. They have. Well, I don't know if I painted this picture in my head over the years, but you could tell they weren't guarded. They wouldn't have been guarded. They would have yeah. been. They would have been the bobbies, the British. We can see them. We're still doing it. It's like the so stupidity. So do you call the
0: British police the bobbies? Bobbies, yeah. Oh, wow. what is that? Is that an acronym?
1: I don't think so. No.
0: Are they called yeah. bobbies in in Britain? Great. I think so. Yeah, oh, they're... I didn't know that either. This is good, isn't it? Fascinating. Yeah. Well, it was funny. It's fun that you have new stories to tell because I feel. You like you ever hear that one? No. No. Because I feel like when I'm telling my story, it wasn't as fun telling it on this podcast I'm sorry. because there's no because I'm not telling it. Well, yeah. no, you don't. When well, I was you ordering, don't need to apologize,
1: but I was ordering coffee when you told them.
0: Well, no, because you've already heard them. I know, but I you've still heard it many times because you hear me telling it to other people. Right, right. But then it's it's not as fun telling a story when you don't have a new audience member.
1: Right. Do you, you have know? other stories you think that are buried there that you just I haven't heard yet?
0: Um. There's probably I'm sure there are things that I haven't.
1: Yeah.
0: told, I think, but I think I've probably told most everything i think
1: um oh there's people at work they're starting to chat it's what do you pro- mean well it's just, it doesn't matter oh your work you can see Point people to, yeah the work we're coming up at eight on o'clock work. here monday um i'm trying to think if i want to go here i think there's something about that maybe we've lost in the in the art of conversation like um if we were sitting we were sitting on the fire the other night just having a conversation and i was just Mm -hmm. realizing how important it was for the boys to be part of that flow yeah because that's a skill you learn right Mm -hmm. as you're around people you learn the the cues of when i say when i talk when when to um uh, i I was worried i was being a little controlling because there was a circle of six or seven and i felt that was that's about the right size to have one conversation and if 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 um one of the kids wanted to have a break off conversation, which is fine. I should just let him do it. But I was like, "Do I do I tell him to hate? Let's just stay in the one conversation." Yeah, because I mean, it's sometimes fun to have the one conversation. Right. Anyway, so, well, the-
0: learning the art of conversation, I think, is is very important. Yeah. Because you need to know to ask questions. Because I remember this is something that Jackie taught me when I was, I think, I was twenty or twenty one and i remember her telling me one night she said when you have a when you're talking she goes you're not just supposed to talk about yourself right because i think i was very much in the habit of talking only about myself yeah like i don't think it occurred to me to ask someone a question yeah you know and I gotta write that down so she taught me you ask questions like you can talk about yourself but you just make sure you listen make sure you ask questions about the other person because now, when I'm in a conversation with someone, and they're only talking about themselves, then I really realize that. Yeah. You know, and if someone only, want like, speaking of politics, last week I was, or no, two weeks ago I think it was. This was before the election. Um, I was trying to have a conversation with people of the opposite. Some of the opposite opinions. Not, I don't have all opposite opinions of people from another political party. I'm actually an independent or a moderate. But anyway, not one of them asked me a single question. Yeah. About why well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. had my beliefs. Right. And I'm spending all this time. Did asking you bring that up? I didn't say that, but I was obviously asking. But I think that's it. But I, and saying, yeah. oh, I understand why you would. I understand why you uh, would have that opinion or that makes sense to me. Can you tell me more about that? Like, what do you have to lose if Biden gets elected? Like, how does that personally affect your life? And then they were able to explain to me about their taxes and how they would lose money on their capital gains tax, how they were afraid they might lose their social security, but not one of them asked me anything. Uh, yeah, how you got Why that? Why would I yeah. make my choice and it's like people with this whole political thing, people and I'm guilty of this too is like spewing out only their belief. Yeah, Like vomiting all over Facebook. Vomiting over TikTok and Twitter. And just spew after spew of only their stuff. And it's like, we have to learn the art of the conversation.
1: And I don't think it can happen in, in, in cyberspace.
0: No, it cannot happen over cyberspace. And the thing about cyberspace, about Facebook, or these things, is when you see... Like I saw like two really horrible posts about uh people being angry on the trump side okay and but these posts were malicious and it feels like you're i felt like someone had hit me in the stomach with a bowling ball mm. and i'm not going to go on facebook i'm just going to do my posts like my art post or like family post because i don't want to be hit in the face with the bowling ball yeah And I don't know how other people feel when they read a post like that, but it doesn't do any good.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That just causes division. That causes us not to get along. It causes, if I see someone post something like that, it makes me want to pull away from you instead of draw near to you. And I think as humans that we have a relationship with we are supposed to be drawing closer to each other and trying to understand one another. If we continue in trying to be divisive, only yeah, we we're not going to make it forward.
1: Right. I, f- I feel like we we're, we could be getting into a b- whole big topic there, and it's coming up on the eight o'clock.
0: That's a great podcast, the Art of Conversation. That's what
1: I just wrote down. Yeah, I uh, two more. So. Before we wrap this up, I just had a question. Maybe Um, is there a song or a podcast that you came across this week that you are excited about that you'd like to share?
0: Yes, song and or okay. Okay, so podcast. I have a new podcast that I started listening to last week. It's called the Art History Babes. It's four women. They live in California, and they uh, have been podcasting for four years now, and they discuss art and they discuss like different artists they discuss color theory colors um just all kinds of stuff and the first podcast i listened to was about death portraiture in the victorian era uh, because you know it was october so they had a lot of halloween themed uh podcasts but art history babes i really enjoyed it a lot
1: excellent sorry i wasn't You weren't listening. Well,
0: that's okay. No, what, so, what do you want to share?
1: I want to, only, no podcast that I've come across.
0: Did you want to share a song?
1: I did, yeah. Okay. Well, because I came across, I I did not like this song in 80, whatever it was, it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was in the coffee shop during the week and I heard it and I really liked it. And it's just funny how 35 years later. Yeah. I'm hearing it and, um, and I, I, uh i don't um that i liked it yeah. so the song was by jackson brown and clarence clemens called you're a friend of mine
0: yeah, but if you play it you can't play it because of copyright
1: oh is that right so I, and I can't play it in the outro no so google that
0: it'll get shut down
1: is that true on the podcast they'll do that probably yes, yeah, yeah, yeah you don't yeah. own it right anyway you're a friend of mine by clarence clemens and jackson brown i i was hearing that at the coffee shop and uh, i thought it's a lovely song you can
0: put a link to it parts of in it in yeah. the show notes
1: yeah Uh, okay
0: okay well you guys have a wonderful week when are we are we just going to do the one a week I think that's good we were going to try and do two a week but
1: yeah
0: I think we're going to do with we'll do one a week minimum of one a week one a week and then and
1: when would we release it? Saturday night Saturday morning well this one will release today now yeah but normally it'd be uh, we would be rushed with work on Saturday yeah yeah okay
0: all right you guys have a wonderful week bye bye okay bye bye